You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Joining us today on the podcast, great and powerful Brian Fletcher. How are you? Thank you very much for coming in. My pleasure, boys. A great and powerful. Sound well, like a wizard. I mean, yeah, well, you are a great and powerful sort of <laughs> operator, mate. Eh? You know? Yeah, Nass, no, you don't obviously see much of my stuff. Yeah. But thank you, boys. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for the intro. Well, but you, you talk about some of your stuff. You are quite a media personality. Well, you are a real media personality these days. Was that always something for you post-career that you that you wanted to do or saw on the cards? Nope. Or was it? Nope, definitely there was a period not. almost after your career where you weren't. But you, I remember when you played, you were always like, you were always funny and you were always a guy that the media seemed to at least like come to for, you know, a, a one-liner yeah. or something funny here or there. A lot of my mates cannot believe that I get paid for what I'm doing when I was doing it for nothing. Gus yeah. Gould, uh, for example, he goes, I've never met anyone who gets paid for being themselves. Yeah. And I just went, thank you very much, Gus. Um, no, so what had happened was I came home from England after I went and played for Wigan, the mighty Wigan Warriors, and was setting – well, I did. I set up a cleaning company with a good mate of mine just around the corner, actually. Our offices were. Is that still going, the cleaning No, company? I got out. I got out just before COVID – um, good timing. Good timing. Good timing. Because we did a lot of hospitalities. Obviously, yeah, uh, the yeah, ass yeah, fell yeah. out of that. Did you have a bit of a premonition, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. My mate, uh, my good mate, he, he just... And I was doing a lot of the media sort of stuff and it was just getting a little bit too hard. Yeah. So he just offered... He just said, mate, would you be willing to... Uh, would you contemplate getting paid out and we'll pay out? And I said, yeah, sweet. So we worked out a deal. Anyway, but the the... Getting back to the media, so it was the centenary year of the Roosters, so that must have been two thousand and nine. They had like a centenary well, dinner. Eight would it be eight, eight it's but I think it was the year after. Oh, okay. They did some sort of bodgy stuff. Chook still and bodgy stuff. Yeah, no, that shock horror. No, that, that doesn't happen. And um, I got up on stage. Vossi was the MC, and I told a story, whether or not it was true or not. Probably not. A lot of my stories aren't true. The next in the audience was a bloke called Gary Burns. Who Burns he was at the at nine, obviously the footy show. He started the footy show, then he moved to Fox. And that night, I got a missed call from a number I didn't know, and on the answering machine was Fletch. It's Burnsy, and all, I could hear all like um, he must have been in the pokies room because I could hear all the <laughs> sounds. Flash, Joe Burnsy, give me a talk. Uh, give me a call. So I didn't get the message the next day. Rang him and said, "Oh, Burnsy, it's it's Brian Fletcher." And he goes, "Who?" I said, oh, it's Brian Fletcher, you rang me last night. He went, did I? I went, oh, yeah. And did you maybe make a mistake? And he goes, yeah, he knew. Like, he must have, because he must have been Shinder's list. And I said, um, you did call me last night at 12 o'clock. And he goes, ah, oh, I was probably up the fucking, it's probably up the Royal. I was fucking blind. Anyway, come into Fox. So they came into Fox to have a meeting and he didn't have a, a position for me. He just obviously liked the story I yeah, told. Yeah. So then he put me with Shervo and we did Super Saturdays <laughs> with Shervo, which was the straightest <laughs> straightest job you could have. At There was no comedy in that as all. It was me and Shervo. And analysis, it, super. It was that. fucking analysis, and I had no. And I had to wear a suit. I hadn't wear a suit since I had to go to court. And I was sitting there with Sherva. Sherva had no idea about fucking rugby league either. You know, he's, oh, this to start Super Saturday. This, this was it. This, this was, was Super first, Saturday kicking this off. This was right? Super yeah. Saturday before Super Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> me and Sherva. Yeah. So it's gone downhill since you I, two. Hasn't oh, exactly. It? So yeah, we we had um, then sorry. So I did that for nearly a full year. And it wasn't until – and Matty's show had kicked off that time and it was Matty, Gordon and Hindy. And something happened, like I think Hindy was crook or Gordon was crook or something happened. So I did the last two shows of Matty's in 2013, maybe 14. And then they said, right, you're off this. You're off Super Saturday with Shervo. <laughs> and, you know, we had, a, we had a bit of fun and that's, yeah, that's where, where it all kicked that. off. Yeah. When, you're with, when you're doing the straight stuff with Shervo, are you – Feeling uncomfortable a lot super, of the time. Because, and it was super uncomfortable on Super Saturday. Well, the it's a reason, long day as well. It is a long day. Yeah. Well, no, because this was only, I only had to do just pre to the, to the one game. So there wasn't, we could knock off after the 5.30 game. Oh, okay. So it doesn't go on like now. Yeah. It's fucking days and days. But um, Shervo, that was his first year. So he was quite nervous about doing it. And so I'd say a joke, hoping to get some sort of, yeah, hit back, but nothing. So it was 
Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was looking for something, you know, you know, like in comedy, a little bit of banter. Yeah, back and, and forth. I would say something, and then Shervo was too busy, which is fair enough, getting something from from the, the producer saying you got to go and add. So there's a lot of awkward silences, and I came up with that in my own segment. I had Fletcher's focus, which is where we focus on someone, and that lasted a week. So it was it was um, it was quite awkward TV. Yeah. Well, does that almost because like seeing you on Maddie Johns, which is like live audience, and you're obviously a funny guy generally, but like doing being in front of a live audience is, is nerve wracking, but then also being the funny guy, like you just seem to handle when your jokes are funny, when they don't <laughs> land, like obviously they land more than they don't, but like just that whole experience of being like, I don't know, no safety net out there. Is that, do you enjoy that? Uh, live TVs, um, I do. Yeah. You do get a little bit of a kick. Like uh, ask anyone who's done live TV. It's a bit like when you used to play footy, when you get home, you can't sleep because you're up, you know, no matter how tired you are before you get in, you know, you're, you're buzzing when you get home. So you need a little bit of that cannabis oil that I noticed I saw outside here. We've got a sponsor here for uh, cannabis no, oil? Uh, we don't, they're not officially a sponsor, but no. they do send us a bunch yeah, of it's native coming. seed. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, native, native seed. seed. They're great. Yeah. It'll, get, so you, shout it'll out. get you where you want to go as That's, well. Yeah, so I've started taking that uh, on the back of Andrew Johns. I noticed on the front page of the Sunday Telegraph. Yes. Don't worry about the war uh, in the Ukraine. No. Let's Joey's. talk about Joey's uh, – and he can run around with the kids now. Yeah, he can jog. <laughs> Andrew Johns is now an ambassador for drugs. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> what a weird synergy. What, a world, we, what world do we live in? No, what world yeah. do we live in? He's not being interviewed by Gus Gould about this one, though, is no. he? No, he's not. Uh, no, he's not. So how does it, how did it start with, with you and Hindy? Was that something that sort of developed over time, or were you always good mates? Like, do you – Go out and get on the piss together and tell jokes, or is this like a media relationship? No, now we do, but yeah. before we, I played with him, played against him, but uh, definitely, definitely didn't wouldn't have gone out for a beer with him. But so that the next year, so after those last two episodes of Maddie's, the next year they employed the professor James Rochford. Mm-hmm. He was at the footy show. Gary Burns brought him over for the start of. I don't know, it was 14 or 15. So he was a producer to start with, the professor? Or always he, a producer. Always a producer. So he did Bo, Bo, Bo knows. knows. Yeah, He did all that. He was a stand-up comedian, very, very funny bloke, super smart, like a really smart um, dude. And he came up with the idea, said, well, Hindy at the time had three boys, Fletcher got three girls, Fletcher from the east, you're from the west, Nathan. Nathan's a pessimist. I'm a bit of an optimist. <laughs> so everything everything aligned, and he came up with that idea. First, it was just challenges, and then it evolved into the segments that we've come up with. Is he still a producer? No, that? he's moved on. Yeah, right. But he's got some big things in the pipeline, so okay. watch out. Bloody oath. Watch right. out. Watch out. How involved are you creatively in the in the skits? So the producer would come up with an idea. We're at, at the moment, we've got Benny Hogarth, who's our producer. And we will write a script out. We'll talk about it, and then he'll write it out. But a lot of it is ad lib, you know, like yeah. you'll come in to the show, or come in for the shoot, and we might be going here, but then we can see something will take us down here, and then we'll go, right, let's work on that. Mm. So we've got, a, we've got a plan, and then we can just add to it or take it away. Mm. You, have you always been a funny guy? Well, I'm assuming you've always been a funny guy. Like, what's your what's your family upbringing? Like, you got funny parents, or has it been well, like no, a valued so commodity in no, your household? I'm one of seven. Fuck. I'm one God. of seven. So Where do you good come Catholic, in the... I'm the baby. Oh, okay. So between me and my older sister's 13 years. So my dad passed away when I was seven or six. Right. You know, so mum never remarried, being an Irish Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so I sometimes think people ask me this: Where do you get your humour from? And maybe it's just because, you know, you had seven kids at the time growing up in a two-bedroom joint in, in Bondi. Maybe you had to cover that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. But a way to get noticed, even. Yeah, like but I remember. Chaos. I do remember the older boys watching like Animal House, and and I wasn't sort of because I'm set. Oh, I was the youngest. I was just left to my own devices. So I, I remember I could hear the my elder brothers wa- watching, um, you know, L- Caddyshack came a little bit yeah. later. But then um, obviously the 12th Man tapes yeah. came along and they were – and I'd never heard anything like that, swearing on tapes. And everyone – I just distinctly remember sitting around 
and listening to the swearing, I was about 10 going, this is fucking outstanding. <laughs> and no one, you know, everyone was laughing. I didn't get half the jokes no. yeah, because it was a bit over my head, but because my older brothers were laughing, I was going, that must be funny. Yeah. It's not until you get on, you know, it's it's timeless. So I always had a, 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 to enjoy a good time. Mm. You know, I like a beer. Amongst other things, I've been in trouble uh, a lot of times. So, um, but I have always tried to make people comfortable with humour, I mm. suppose. Yep, lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. I don't take myself very serious and I just hate people that take themselves too serious. Yeah, yeah, stifling. Did you get in trouble heaps as a kid? Were heaps. You like, were you a cheeky bastard? Heaps, yeah. My best... <laughs> One of the one of the worst things. So I'm still known because Christian Brothers Bondi no longer exists. But I was the only student ever to cop. Do you? How old are you, Buck? So you're a bit younger. Thirty three. Yeah. So you never got the strap or the cane. No. It was no. outlawed by then. So you still got that. You still got the the corporal punishment. We got, got the leather school. strap. So it was the school Christian Brothers. There was probably two or three brothers left at the time. You got the leather strap. And you got head head hit over the hand. You got it six times. Far out. I was the only student to get it twelve. 12 times because apparently it was against the rules oh, yeah. to get double the whack. Well, you had to wait 24 there. hours. <laughs> Is but that how they worked it out? Yeah. That's how they worked it out. So you got six across the wrist, this leather strap that was about that thick and about that long. Fuck, it hurt. I bet it did. Did Fucking, it cut you? Sometimes it did. It would, it would um, not cut you, but like bleed. Like lacerate or yeah. you'd be bleeding. After just bang, bang. So there was a park called Barraclough Park and down there is a synagogue. Now, Bondi's, there's a lot of synagogues. Yeah. A lot of the Jewish community, um, and we came down to this public park, but there was a synagogue down there, and they said, "Do not, you bikes have been playing brandings down there, which is ass. Remember ass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick the ball, tennis ball, pick yeah. the ball. You catch on the full. Mm. You're going great for, games. Yeah, great games. Do not do that. Anyway, couldn't help myself. We went down. Let's go and play. Can't do that. Yes, we can. You know, there's no one in there. So, because it would um, in the reverberate, <laughs> it, it would reverberate in the synagogue. Oh yeah! While well, these balls going, did did ah, laughing, carrying on. Unbeknownst to us, there was a, some hectic Jewish um, congregation going on, and I was branding, and then it just slowed down. Right, this is, and I just never forget this. I had the ball, and I've thrown it, and there was a fire door, and as the door opened, the world slowed down. The ball is going here. There was this like. Hectic rabbi from from Israel who came over, right? He's and he come had, over specially. Well, no, he was like he was giving this speech, and apparently he was at the front of the uh, synagogue, going, "What is going on out there?" And so he went to look himself. Anyway, cut cut long story short, door open, world slows down. I've thrown a beautiful underarm, Jonty Rhodes like. <laughs> And it's hit him right in the jets. <laughs> <laughs> it's hit him right in the jets. Did you drop him? I've dropped him. He's come all over from Israel. But this was like the high high rabbi. Like he had all the fancy yeah, yeah, stuff, robe the... on and stuff. And we bolted. We bolted back to school. Anyway. Get back. The rabbi's on the ground. <laughs> rabbi was on the ground. Groaning. Sorry, in your yes. And we just bolted. Because I was in year six. Like yeah, I was, right. Oh, you got to run. I'm a kid. You, yeah, you got to run. I'm like 11. Yeah. yeah. And this man, giant of a man, anyway, get back to school and I was shitting myself because I knew it was going to happen. Anyway, got the teacher at the time, uh, gave me the six and then gave me another six. And I just remember the pain fuck. going, fuck, I, I don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. But he, yeah, got me good. All in the same hand too. Oh, really? Bang, bang, like it's fucking hard. And not crying. I feel like I'd be in tears up before Yeah, well, you didn't want to cry. So you're at an all-boys school. Yeah, and right. Got to be tough. Got to be tough. Mm. And, um, yeah, apologise. I, I do apologise to the rabbi. To the rabbi. I hope yeah. he's still with us. I had us. to write a letter. Oh, really? Yeah. How the fuck do you do that with your hand? Well, yeah, it was a left hand. Ah, yeah. There you go. Couldn't so, even read it. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to do it in, uh, what is it, in Hebrew. Yeah, well, that, that would have been nice. Hebrew. That would have been culturally sensitive yeah, for you to have done it. Would have been. Would have been, yes. Yeah, I, I forgot about that story. That's, That's a <laughs> Right in the nuts. That's a ripper. Were you a smart ass on the footy field when a young fella? No, no. A bit more serious. No. I did enjoy footy. I love footy. Um, that's all we did in, like, winter you played footy and summer you would surf. And having the four older brothers, you know, you just follow in their, in their footsteps. But no, I, um, no, I don't think, I, no, I wasn't a smart ass. 
did they play footy as well? Like, were they um, not? Did they play? Sorry, but like, did any of them play professionally or go no, on to any great? No, no, a lot. Or they played um, like at the time under twenty ones, mm. which was still considered like flag. So it used to go from under twenty ones, which was a Presidents Cup. And then it got, then you would go to under twenty threes. That's when you were graded. But no, none of them got that far. Were you good? Like, obviously, you hear it. I think we even we yarn to James Graham. It's like older brothers seem to make like good footballers for their younger brothers. Absolutely, they fuck them up the whole time. Absolutely, because it was always three versus two, three older versus the two younger, and you fought, you got to find out ways. Because you, you used to get flogged in the backyard. Mm. Gus Gould always used to said he he when he signs players, he looks. He, that's one of the questions he asks. So you got older really? brothers? Just, Is that right? Yeah, because he's found out over time that the younger ones. Because you always got to fight for everything, yeah. And the, the older, so you can handle um, adversity. Or you can handle adversity. Can handle getting whacked, yeah. You know, because you're sort of used to it. So um, yeah, so I think I found ways to, and I remember like thinking, how do we beat? So the two young, which was unfair, right? The three older versus two younger, shouldn't it be? That doesn't make sense. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't make well, but they just want the, they want glory. Yeah, yeah they did want glory, true. so they used to flog us. Yeah. yeah. But then I worked out ways to try and you know ball play them ball uh, play. Ball play around them, and that's, um, yeah. Do you have a memory of when you used to be able to get it over? Uh, like, was it wasn't it until was later. It wasn't yeah. until later when, like, we'd have family barbecues, and I just started playing like grade. That was, was, at that point, and I'd be. walk. You know, I'd come to the come to the family barbecue down in Centennial Park. We saw go there. It was called Korean Corner. A lot okay. of Koreans got down there, so you had to get in first to get the barbie because you know they got the hectic, hectic barb yeah, barbies. Yeah, the, yeah. the Koreans. And uh, we go to Korean Corner, and I'd get down there in my new Roosters tracksuit, and it's in summer, by the way, just to show off. <laughs> oh well, no. And well, say, right, yeah. let's have a game of touch, you know, just try and get a little bit over them. But that was probably we, there's a gecko. Bird. There's a bird in the roof, or is, no, it, or is it a gecko? I mean, if it's a gecko, how what's the average? If for those of you who don't know, there's a sound in our roof. How long, old? How long does a gecko live for? Because this thing's been going for fucking seven months. Yeah, right. It's the biggest gecko of all time, or the oldest um, gecko. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Don't know the lifespan of a gecko. Maybe we get. Oh wow! Well, there you go. Holy got eight years to go. go. Okay, so we've got. Does it sound like a gecko or a bird to you? I mean, I've when, always saw bird, but, but now that you've said gecko, you've completely thrown me. Yeah. And given how long <laughs> geckos live for, and it's always in the same spot. It may well be a gecko. But this doesn't seem like gecko territory. No, or the climate. No. Like, it, that, don't get geckos. Geckos are more tropical, aren't they? You see them in Bali always exactly. scurrying across the roof. And you get you might have been caught. Going. Might have fallen out of one of the apartments above. Oh, yeah. Stuck. Well, Who knows? I mean, we can inspect that further at some point. <laughs> we can. We need someone here. Who would come here? Like well, the, the strata, you'd think Fletch would have come here when the roof started leaking, but they've ignored our calls oh, for yeah. help for fucking six months. Yeah, so. strata companies. No. Nah. You got to get. You got to like, as they say, the squeaky door gets the oil. Yes. You got to whinge. Oh, we've been whinging. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. could probably we we'll probably have to up it a little. Well, bit. we might have to whinge more. So you go down there to Korean Corner. <laughs> yeah. In you know adorned in the complete tracksuit in summer, looking the goods. Yeah. Do your brothers at that point go? We don't want to play anymore. Yeah, you say you're a fucking wanker. <laughs> How much older were they? So me and Chris six, and then the, six years older. Mm. And then it goes like a year in between all them. So, so I, the, I was so like, you for, were six years younger than the next brother. Correct. Holy like shit, they're all okay. like um, a year, eighteen months. Yeah. Okay. In between, so I'm sort of like I've just popped up. You were the last of the. And there's no baby photos of me, which I'm really. Oh, really? I'm not saying I'm adopted, but I think I was forgotten. Yeah, you as well. I'm forgotten one. Mistake comes to mind. I think so. Mistake. Seven years after, or six years after yeah. the last one. That's all right. Well, listen, you turned out to not knowing what your siblings do, but you know you're the footy player. Yeah, that's you're right. You're the star. Yeah, sucked in. Yeah, sucked in, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Look what this mistake's done. Fuck it, eh? When did you start to like be good at footy, or notice that you were good, or get noticed and start to come through? Um, so I reckon I was about. I left school at fifteen. So mum said to me. Um, because I didn't agree with school, and Mum said, "Well, you got to get a trade." Because in those days, everyone became trades. So I got a, I got a plumbing apprenticeship. I left school at fifteen, and I was fifty three kilos. Jesus. And I that year, puberty I, had not hit. Puberty had not hit. Definitely not. No. I was uh, shiner. We call that. Yeah, yeah, no, baldy. Baldy. How baldy. tall were you? Not tall. Probably, yeah. I would say five six. So Flash. I was a little kid and I was plumbing. So at this point, your mum's like, he is not destined for great things. This no, is- no, 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 no. You're just... Anyway, so... 
on the tools. At on the well. tools. And then in, in those days, the apprentice did all the shit work. Well, they still do, really. Mm. So digging and all that sort of stuff. But it just so happened that I was digging all fucking week. I'll never forget. We're digging out at Castle Hill. I'd been used to digging in Bondi where it's all sandy. Or the east, it's all sandy, mm. you know. Castle Hill, you get all that clay and fucking shale. It's fucked. So I, I was in a, I reckon, a trench for, I would say, three months just digging. Jesus. And I must have hit puberty at the same time. So in the 12 months later, I grew and I, I was 80 kilos. So I put on nearly like 20, little oh, over right. 20 kilos. So you went into the trench at 55 and came, came out, out of nearly it. 80 <laughs> kilos. Like I was on the fucking It's like a caterpillar into a cocoon. <laughs> Mate, fucking over. All my friends and brothers going, Mate, you're on the gear. But when you think about it, I was only 80 kilos. So I've gone from six. I basically grew. Overnight, well, not overnight, yeah. but in that 12. That's a fair bit of time. That's a fair bit to put on, though. Like That is, life. yeah. So there was whispers that I was jabbing. Juicing. Yeah. Which back in those days, no one would have cared, right? That no, it wasn't big then, really. Yeah. So this is not, oh, I suppose it was big. 1990? Yeah, 1990. Of course, we had Carl. He'd obviously been just pinched. Oh, yeah. Games. Ben Johnson? Oh, yeah, sorry. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Carl hadn't got pinched, had he? No, Carl had the shit. So I'm talking about, ben, Carl, I'm talking about Carl Stefanovic. He got done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he got <laughs> well, done with the Logies mate. one night. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone um, knows about ben that. Ben Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. Sorry, Carl. Yeah, yeah. sorry, mate. Carl Lewis, if you're listening, mate. Age, sorry, yeah. mate. <laughs> and so how old were you when you debuted? I was 22. So I got graded. I was playing park footy, and yeah. Arthur Beetson was the scout. And he came to me in 94. After a game, we played mascot and mascot over, and he said, "Do you want to play? Or we would like you to come and trial for the Chooks." And I and I was a mad South man growing up. Oh, so you were a South man? I, I was a mad to, right. Okay, I was a mad South fan because I played for a team called the Paddington Colts. We wore red and green. We just copied whatever South wore. So right. when South had the minty jerseys, Paddington Colts wore the minty jerseys. So it was like a um, so that is, and my my uh, two older brothers went for South. So. Um, it was just a natural progression. Yeah. And all my mates were Roosters supporters, so it was that, you know, fucking stick it up. Because Souths were good then. Mm. Chooks were terrible. Mm. Anywho, Arthur came and, you know, fucking Arthur Beatson, do you want to come for a trial? And I said, oh, no, I can't, Arthur, because I'm plumbing, I'm doing night shift, can't get a training. And he sort of went, okay. So I went back home, told mum, she said, because mum's a Roosters supporter, what, what, what Arthur Beetson says anything, you do it. You just telling, yeah. you know. But why why wouldn't you just do it? What the I, I think it's because I I was just happy working and playing footy with my mates and so stuff. So you weren't chasing the dream? I wasn't chasing yeah, the dream. Right. Definitely not. Definitely not. I was just happy doing doing, doing my thing. And then the following year he asked me again. And I had my mother's words ringing in my ear. So I said, Oh, I'll come for a trial. So we, had, we played North Sydney at Macquarie Park. This is end of 94. And I went all right. And then they signed me on, on a contract to play 21s at the time in 95. And mm. then signed that. And then played played two games there and then got put in reserve grade. But the, the, in those days, it was the ex-old first graders would come back down to reserve grade. So we had a team of like Craig Salvatore, who was towards the end of his career, Graham Mackay, uh, a bloke called Johnny Fernley. These were blokes, they were men, you know, mm. they were probably late 20s. So it was quite a physical um, competition. And I handled that pretty good. I was surprised because I was thinking, fuck, I'm not, I've come from park footy playing mm. reserve grade, but got used to that. And then had three years or two and a half years in reserve grade and I was ready to play first grade. I was ready to play and Gus was the coach and he says, nah, you're not ready. I remember I got like six um, player of the matches. They call them game balls. So I got six game balls in a row playing reserve grade. And I think, surely this is my time now. And he just never said anything. Gus never picked me. Really? And I just went, fuck this. Obviously, I'm done. Is he a bit of a mentalist kind of a guy, though, Gus? Like, was he like looking at a bigger picture or I, not wanting to I don't know. You know I, I often mean? think like, that. I often think that later. But at the time, I'm going, well, if I can't get picked now. Yeah. If I've got fucking these man of the matches in a row, fuck it. So then I went on a 1996 was the bad year. I, I had three crosses against my name. We were playing, uh, first of all, got into a stink uh, at the Bellevue Hotel after playing pub golf. Shout out to the Bellevue Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Not an ad. Um, Did you win? Well, this is the thing. Some former teammates or some teammates at the time got into a stink. 
I was out the back with a mate of mine playing the pokies, so I was oblivious to it all. Came out of the pub and going, where is everyone? There wasn't a soul on the joint. The licensee or the publican said, mate, get out. You blokes cause trouble. As I've got out, there's these two blokes across the road, me and my mate Mick, abusing us, and they're all cut. They're going, you fucking dogs. And I'm going, Mick, do you know this bloke? And he goes, no. So they, they were on. They were coming over. And we, we give it to them. <laughs> One of them was the son of a high court judge. So uh, it fucking didn't end well. Right. <laughs> so it got taken to court, uh, put on a good behaviour bond, l- legal fees. You know, that was in off-season 96. Midway through the year, I broke my foot. Supposed to go to... Uh, we were supposed to be playing Adelaide Rams at the stadium. And some mates of mine decided to go to a swingers club. It's weird. Yeah. So we went to a swingers club, which wasn't like the movies. Yeah, I'm sure. Or the penthouse forum. <laughs> so I was supposed to be at the game. That was second strike, third strike. I've told this story before when I broke the vertebrae of Rocky the Rooster. He was on stage in his giant suit. Oh, no. And I ran up. This was the last. Uh, this was the end of the season. First grade made the semifinals first time. And... Again, I was with Mick. I had a few beers, and I, wrestling was big. Oh fuck your yeah. attitude error and shit. WWF. Big. So I decided to give him an elbow, flying elbow, <laughs> knocked him off the <laughs> stage. Knocked him off the stage. Oh. He broke his vertebrae. Unfortunately, it was a Rocky the Rooster. He was all good. Is, is he this good at the end of season like party? This is first grade. No, no. This is, it's the last game, and the first grade squad were presented to the crowd <laughs> oh because they made God. the semis for the first time in five years. <laughs> And I, all the first grade are here. Rocky the Roosters at the back. I went up the side in front of all these people. Bang, elbow, he falls off. I get in trouble. I get in trouble the next day when I'm summoned to the leagues club with Bernie Gurr, who's the CEO, Brian Canavan, the football manager, Arthur, because he basically was my responsibility, as they would say. Yeah. Nick Politis and, and another board member. And they showed me the uh, CCTV footage. They went, what do you do with this? We watched it anyway. It was fucking hilarious. So Arthur is losing his shit. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen along those lines. And I'm laughing because it looked funny. Because yeah. I was all you could see was Rocky's giant yellow feet fall off in the camera. <laughs> and so um, I looked down after I'm laughing, and then they're not laughing. Yeah. So they ripped my contract up. Oh, gone. Did they? Yep. Not end of '96. I had another year to go, but they just ripped it up. And I went, fair, that's fair enough. Well, Got into a stink. You've broken Rocky's back. Broken yeah. Rocky's back. This is it. So that year, I was on a contract of 35 grand with fines and legal fees, 40. I owed them five grand. <laughs> oh, no. I had to pay. So I paid five grand for a tracksuit. Oh, a beautiful tracksuit. Oh, yeah. I paid five grand for that. Oh, my God. World's <laughs> most expensive tracksuit. World's most expensive tracksuit. Oh, that wow. had Samsung written all over it. <laughs> so my career's done. I walk out of that meeting and I was quite philosophical. I went, well, you know, I've done the wrong thing. I fucked up. I fucked up. Three strikes. Is there any video footage of that? that is, would that exist, that video footage of you taking out the the? I don't know. The, the Maybe, yeah. I'm sure it does. Mate, somewhere. Someone's got somewhere. it. In the archives. Yeah. hilarious. Because I was like the Tasmanian devil. I'm just coming through. What made you want to do that? What I don't the, fucking know. Because I was playing with or blind. Or you, okay, right. So well, played reserve go, grade. A, yeah. Played reserve grade. And... We used to kick off at one, first grade at three. So as soon as you finish, you're on the piss. Is there not any, like, you don't, in those days, did you have to hang around and maybe get brought up, or was it not no, like No, no, no. Or you, you knew, because you have two fresh reserves, but I wasn't getting picked up. That's when right. I was going through, um, anyway, shit. through the shit. So I was done. Yeah. I was done. So, um, yeah, I've been on the piss. I was blind. Did that. Got sacked. Took him out. Yeah. Good technique, I assume. Good though. technique. Off the little table. Yeah, sorry. I was saying on, I look like the Tasmanian devil because you could see me just crowd was packed. And it used to be an old nightclub called Bananas back in the day. It's in the auditorium. That was some good times. <laughs> and Tom so sacked. So it's ninety nine that was, you know, September or August, whatever it is. So I've leave the club, it's all done, contract gets rip, rip, uh, ripped up. I'm now back on the tools. Well, I was on the tools anyway. Um, back playing footy. I go on the piss, and I'm, it was just before Christmas, and I'm up at a nightclub at the Bonner Junction called Archie's, and it's where everyone used to go. It was the dollar drinks that was the key. Holy so it was, it was just bef- yeah, it was just before Christmas. Dollar drinks, dollar drinks, and what you would do, you'd have a cup, a bit like the old B and S's. So at the bar, if you wanted, because um, 
Bundy and Coke and bourbon was quite popular. So if you wanted a fancy drink, you went to the bar. If you didn't want the fancy drink, you just got a cup out in the open in a like an 80-litre garbage bin and you just scoop it up and Oh, drink. my God. <laughs> You'd go well with that, Tom, the German oh, mate, please. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> that? I couldn't go fucking near that. Yeah, just well, there's just a big bin full of piss and you just scoop and it up. Like and warm. Bar. No, oh, oh, it's just fuck that. And But what was in it? It was like just mixtures of rum and but, rocket but, fuel. But thinking about it, people were probably pissing in there, spitting in there. Like That's that's where I'm just – I don't yeah. trust other people to this just This is be, way before RSA. Were you yeah. a scooper? That was a heavy scooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scuba, I was yeah, a scooper. You were a scooper. Because you didn't have, well, no, ha, didn't have, because um, that was the dollar drinks. If you wanted to get your vodka and beer, that was more expensive. So you, who knows what was in the dollar drink bucket? You can only speculate. You can only speculate. Yeah, but I right. imagine, you imagine kids, 18 year olds, just spitting in and. Uh, yeah, definitely. Anyway, Gus Gould was at said nightclub. Was he scooping as well? He wasn't a scooper. No. <laughs> he had the grouse because this was just after Super League. So, yeah. Uh, he was all good. He was flying. Yeah, he had the Rolex and the big gold ring. Oh, the whole really? horseshoe ring. So, oh, that horseshoe ring, yeah. You've seen the horseshoe ring? Yeah, yeah it's on there. He, he loves that. And he ran, I ran into him. I say that I ran into him on the dance floor, but that didn't happen. There's no way he's, he can't move. Can he, he can move. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Can he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He can move. Oh, that's fella. good to know. I like that about yeah. Gus. He's, got, he's, he's a confident guy, though, you yeah. know? But it's one of those things where it's move. like, you know, he just seems to keep it all quite buttoned up, but it's like a shit-faced Gus can move. I like to know that. Yeah, because he was single at the time, so he was looking to mingle. Yeah, sure. that's good. Ran into him. He goes, where have you been? Because that might have been back at training for the 90, starting the 97 season. And I said, um, you know, I got sacked. And he goes, mate, just turn up after in the new year. I said, mate, I can't. I don't have a contract. But I did have a year to go. You know what I mean? The yeah, one that yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just explained. I said, Gus, I can't do it. And he goes, yes, you can. So we had a chat. We went for a feed and he had a chat to me. He said, just turn up. I'll sort it. So I remember going to like pre-season training. Going, Fuck. Oh. <laughs> he just showed up. Are you just... wearing your trackie from the year before? As well? No. Like, oh. Well, they got new gear every time. So I'm going, do I get new gear? <laughs> like, am I a contracted player? And I wasn't in any of the photos. So you get your team photos. I wasn't in any of them. And um, played a couple of games of reserve grade and then – Gus just put me in. Put me in first grade. And I wasn't even going that good. But just was like... And then that was it. So he didn't put you in after the six match balls. Nope. He put you in after, after you, you fucking break with... Rocky's back. Yeah. He must have seen that and gone, oh, this kid can play. Yeah, well, that was why I was thinking you asked me before, was it part of Gus's grand plan? There's no way you could see that far into the future that I break Rocky's, like, <laughs> Rocky's you'd, back. You'd wait that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that, to see a bit more out of him. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. How, how were you back at, at like reserve training? Were you a bit sheepish? sheepish. With all the boys like, mate, were you sad? Yeah, because I told them the story. They all knew the story. Mm. Like, what are you doing back here? Because I don't fucking know. And I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't getting paid because you get, used to get paid um, monthly. And I went to Gus and I said, mate, Gus, what's going on? Like, um, Am I going to get paid or something? He goes, well, you're on a – I think they call it a train and trial contract now. Anyway, so we sorted that out and I was, I was still working. I was working down the fish markets, actually. <laughs> it's another fucking story. I was working down the fish the markets. Piermont. Piermont, yeah, for the Costis. And my job was to – sorry to digress. I just oh, remember, please, this, no, I just remember this story. Your job – my job was uh, you'd go to an ATM because it was a Dutch auction down there. You ever been down there? No, I've oh, been, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't been down there. Oh, the Dutch auctions, grouse. So it's all these old fishmongers. You know, there's a lot of Greeks and there's a lot of um, Italians, and they just argue. So they start if you wanted to buy some bonito, they'd start at five dollars a kilo, and it goes the opposite way. Four dollars, three dollars. So it goes the opposite way, and then you pounce. So if you think the value is only three dollars a kilo. You get that. Right. They do it for every – and so my job was to then go to this little ATM-type setup, punch in and find the fish they bought and the aisle. So it's like a big Bunnings-type setup. I'm with my trolley going, put up the, the big blue um, containers of fish and you'd stack them up on a trolley and then take them to the, to the um, shop. Anyway, so I went to the thing and it, and it said um, mud crabs, six or eight – Boxes of mud crab, and they weren't. Um, they just had lids on them, so they weren't tied up. You know how you see them tied up now, so they can't get away. And clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put all the eight on, and I've, I don't like crustaceans because they're all live. Yes. Anyway, I got the eight on there, and they're, they're probably the most expensive thing down in the fish markets. Anyway, I'm coming. Got them struggling. 
go down a ramp and just lose it. So then eight boxes, all falling over. There's fucking crabs everywhere in the car park, right? And all these old German, uh, Germans, all these old Greek blokes, oh, I help you fucking throw them two in their car. Oh, push. So out of the eight, I probably had, out of eight containers, I probably had two left. Oh, my so God. So everyone pinched them. Oh Man, it was like a sea of those, you know, those red crabs. Well, people see. just put them in the bag. Yeah, go and go, car. yeah, I'll give you a hand, grab them, throw them in their car, <laughs> into their cars, because they've obviously gone to get... So that job didn't – I lost Last that job long. as well. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. But then um, getting back to – yeah, so Gus put me in. Uh, we played Illawarra down in, in Illawarra. That was my first first grade game. And he put me on the bench and Gus talks about this. And he goes, Fletch, you're going on with about 15 to go. And we were leading about 28 to 4. And, you know, it was, that was the days you used to call down. Oh, yeah. He gave me some instructions and I said to Gus, look, even I can't fuck this up, can I? Like, we can – I won't lose this. So – Played the fifteen minutes and um, that was it. Never, never played reserve grade again. Oh, all, there you go, and you're right. It was awesome. Yeah. Was it like having some like Gus Gould in your corner? He yeah. seems like obviously now he is like you know one of the biggest, most powerful people in the game. But like, yeah. I guess you've been able to experience all the iterations of him or a lot of them. Mm. What's it like having someone like him? Yeah, super smart, smartest bloke I've ever met. Not only in rugby league, just in, in everything. Mm. Bit of a weird cat, you know. Some like like I said. You'd play a good game, you'd think you'd have a good game, and you'd go, how'd, how'd you go? And you'd go, oh, yeah, I thought I wouldn't. And he goes, hmm. And you're going, fuck, what did I do wrong, you know? But then you have a shocker, thinking you're going to go, mate, went good. Went good today, kid. And, you, and so he's go, like fucking with your mind. Yeah, heavy mind fuck. We used to come into the dressing room, uh, come into ES Marks, and he'd be right at the at the gate. And so you'd walk in, oh, shit, sorry, Gus. And you go, how'd, how'd you think you went the weekend? Oh, fucking, I don't know. I'm pretty good. Yes, no, no good. Sit, go upstairs. So boys would go upstairs to watch the video if you went if you played shit, whereas other kids would go out to the ground. And this was for all three grades, not just the first grade. So he works really hard um, at coaching, but he's also he's a bit like Wayne, I suppose, in the sense that he looks after kids. You know, like he mm. he had a, he took a shining to me, so. How does he compare with someone like Sticky? Um, so were you, when you had Sticky, that was, was you, were you just that one year? last year, yeah. And, and that was the premiership year, right? Yeah. What's that? What's what's he like? He's a rookie coach then. He was only 34, I think. I was looking at footage of him the other day. He looked like a boy. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a silly player. He was. Yeah. He could have. Well, he, he did. So he was only, he'd only been out of the game two years. Yeah. And came in and just changed the way we trained. Like, it was fucking hard. Was it weird playing with someone so close to you in age? Or was it a bit like under someone? Uh, it was weird for Freddie because Freddie had played with him. We'd yeah. only played against Stick. Yeah. And so, I suppose that's why we trained so hard because he thought, right, I've got to get the respect from these blokes. Yeah. You know, because he'd never coached before, obviously. And um, that was the hardest training sessions like for hardest preseason we've ever had. And did then we, it work in that sense? Like oh yeah, fuck it, I did. But you can't keep doing it. Mm. So for those years, um, uh, grand final oh two oh three oh four, trained the the boys so hard, and you could see the way they play. They made three grand finals in a row, and they were mm. physically we were in never better shape. Yeah, but, you know, something like that takes. You know, it's all. Um, I suppose there's a time frame for that. You can't keep doing it. Mm. But Stick was good. Um, to walk, like he became a friend, really. Yeah. Which was weird. Um, As in while he was still your coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we would go up the piss and fucking And he'd still come and shit. rip and tear. Yeah. Well, I suppose if he's only 34, like were him, were him and Freddie uh, friendly? Uh, yeah. Because they'd played together? They'd play, yeah, they were friendly. But Sticky used to ride Freddie. Now I realise it was all put on. Like he probably said to Freddie, listen, I'm going to have a crack at you on the video today. Because we'd watch a video and I'll never forget the first time and he'd just give it to Freddie. I'm going, fuck. <laughs> Everyone was going, oh, my God. You know, don't say that, the captain of Australia. <laughs> what, do you, what were you thinking here, Freddie? Got him up out of – so whether or not they teed that up before, but it was good acting. Yeah. Because well. it worked for us because I'm going, fuck, if he's yelling at him, imagine what he's thinking of us. <laughs> yeah. And so what's it like – I mean – you know, I'm sure you get asked all the time and, like, you know, it's like, the, oh, what's your story about this? But, like, going out on the piss with your coach, does it get wild or do you still have to be relatively, like, buttoned up? Got wild. 
our first drink we got, I, I was carrying him out of the Bondo Hotel like he was my baby. <laughs> and I was like pretending to breastfeed him. Like, like he, he'd never experienced coming to the East. So the East was a different, 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 different beast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he said, you blokes are all on drugs. I mean, yes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, point. Don't have a crack, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're not good blows. Yeah, just take this. It's good. I mean, Joey's on it. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, were you coached by Tommy Rodonikus? No, you weren't. No, I missed. Um, well, my first Origin coach was Junior Wayne Pierce, Wayne. which is Why? totally different to. Tommy, but yeah, right. That's some of those stories part. of Tommy. Because I wanted to ask about some Colour War stories about getting on the piss. I heard they were pretty wild camps. Wild. Yeah. Fucking oath. Tommy was, uh, like later on I'd, I'd met Tommy, but that era of the 70s, fuck. That was wild. But even your era compared to now, like you guys almost got to experience the last era of like, not. I mean, it's more than semi-professionalism, but like, I don't know, it just seemed like it was... You got to be a bit more authentically yourself and a bit more wild yeah. and get up to no good with that. Like, no good being what everyone else who's not a professional footballer still gets to do today, yeah. basically. And I, I think that's region. got to do with money, you know. Like, so the salary cap then was 3.2, there was no social media. Well, there was money in the game, but nothing like it is now. Mm. And it, it's a different time. Yeah. Like, no one used to complain. Everyone here, everyone's outraged. I know that's fun. something small. Do you see? Do you see Proctor getting sacked for vaping at halftime? Like you're that's like, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, seriously, there must be something more to that. Surely, right? Like you, you can't be get... pounding vapes at halftime, and that's the. No, but I think it was the phone was an issue. Putting it on Instagram. Well, you can't have phones in dressing rooms. Oh, uh, okay. The... Even if you're not playing. Yeah, you can't. If you're in a dressing room, you can't have a phone because of organized crime, gambling. Yeah, all that sort of shit. Yeah, right. Now, I, don't, I, I presume you can't. In your contracts, and I don't know, you probably can't smoke. That yeah, would, you'd have about to that, probably hey? like whether they could put that sort of shit in there. You can, you can put whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So, certainly can't. Way. Apparently, you can't take cocaine. What? Yeah. yeah really? That's, well, that's things have changed since your day. I yeah, assume, I can't believe not, that. What's when's it, that coming? I don't know. It's fucking <laughs> it's only, only fucking year, RLPA. Fucking hell, Clint Clint Newton. <laughs> World's gone mad. World's gone mad. Well, anyone on the Lungers back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Half-time sort of stuff. Yep. Like, is there? Would you so have? Was that fucking Freddie? Freddie, when I first started, was smoking at halftime. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell, that's yeah. wild, isn't it? Well, that, I assume that's as ridiculous as it would get at halftime. But you didn't didn't know know anything else. Like you didn't. It was yeah. It wasn't crazy. It, no, you'd go onto the Siggy, uh, the Brasco to smoke. And I was I was never a smoker, but yeah, Freddie used to have one, and a few of the other boys would have just one. go to the bathrooms and punch a dart yeah. quickly. Yeah, think about the first half. Yeah, well, there's a famous story of Cliffy going to the semi-finals, and um, Bozo was on the play, was on the bus. They're going to a semi-final, and the the windows wouldn't open or something. Beaver tells a good story, and Cliffy's just at the back, just fucking smoking away, and Beaver's going. There's all, you know, Beaver's like fucking nerd. And there's all like smoke and no one can see anything. And Bozo's going, Cliffy, fucking put your cigarette out. Like going to a semi final. It's just insane when you think about it. That's bizarre. And then so once you, you made, did you make Origin in 97? Like I know we're jumping around a bit here, but just like, when did you, when did you? 99 was my first one. Oh, 99. Yeah. And then how soon after that were you Australia? It was weird. I was Australia first. Oh, okay. So I got picked, got picked uh, the the Anzac Day test in '99, which was another weird thing. So I, I sort of got wind that I was. Freddie came to me and Freddie said, "Mate, I think they're going to pick you." And I only played twenty odd games. I played like '97 um, and '98. I think it was yeah twenty odd games I'd played. And he said, "You're going to pick you," and I went, "Fuck, really?" He says, "Yeah." So in those days, he had to listen to Ray Hadley to get the team. So he oh, would, really? He would read it out, yeah. So oh, was, you'd, have to, you'd have to listen to the radio. That was the first time anyone would know that you made the team. Hectic. So then we, then you'd get a phone call from your um, football manager to say, right, oh, we've got to be here at so-and-so. You're going to camp. So I was sitting at home with my now wife, Britt. She was, um, we weren't married at the time. And they went one, two, three, four, five. Six. And I knew I was on the bench. 14, 15, 16 players, 17, and they read out Mark McClendon. Oh. I went, oh, fuck, well, I didn't make it. 
Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brian Fletcher. Sorry, I've made that mistake. Uh, Ray, he fucked it up. He fucked it up, but... What about poor old Mark? <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. made it. He went, no, fuck yes. And did Mark ever even play after that? I didn't know. Did he ever play for Australia, Mark? I don't think so. I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah. He was in there for a second. Yeah, so he was in there for a second, and then he went... Oh, nope, sorry. And I went, fuck. I Dang. remember going, fuck, Brick, can you believe this? And she goes, no, I can't. Like, she doesn't. Never followed rugby league. Mm. Although her grandfather was Cole Pearce, who was one of the great referees. She wasn't really into it. And she no. said to me, she goes, I can't believe you made it. <laughs> like, as you just say, you're fucking hopeless. Well, thanks for the support. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And you end up playing, what, like 14-something games? Yeah. Played uh, 14, yeah, 14 Origins and about 15 tests. So it was that's fun. A, that's a great whack. Did you go on a World Cup tours? Went on a World Cup tour. I assume they're like the bloody, oh. especially in those times. Was, it was it awesome. A, did you go over to England? Is yep. That, yeah. that was eight weeks yeah. of just the best. Because... You know, we had a fairly handy side. Yeah. And it, that was when the exchange rate was three to one. So you got paid in pounds. Did Ooh. you really? Yeah. Shane Webke spent, didn't, Sh- Shane Webke, terrific bloke, tight. Tight as a fish's ass. So he was just keeping his money. So by the time, we all spent it every night. By the time he came back, he had like something like 30,000 Aussie, you know, with the exchange yeah. rate. So he was smart one. Any wild stories from the tours? Well, there's the one, there's yeah, because we were staying opposite this nightclub called Majestics, which was huge. And basically, if Majestics, you're... Majestics. Yeah, just it just sounds good. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> and this, yeah, it was just... Oh, nothing really wild, but it was just a fun tour because it was mm. good blokes. So we had a team of, like, Wendell, Lockie, Freddie. A um, couple of rippers and tearers there. Yeah, Joey, obviously. Mm. And then we had the kids coming through. Like we had Hindy was only a baby coming through. Ben Kennedy, Jason Croker, Darren Britt. It was just like these a gang of old blokes and these young and kids the young coming ones. through. Trent Barrett was coming through. But everyone just got along so well. It was yeah. such a good trip. Wow. And you guys won trip. it. And we won. Of course won. you did. That, yeah. Those are the days where you fucking we pretty pumped much. everyone, right? Yeah, well, we didn't know. We played New, New Zealand on a pretty good side. Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, we, beat, we played them in the final at Old Trafford, which was a bit of that a... That must have been a wild experience. That was good. Packed out? Packed. Seventy thousand people over there, and and we um, <laughs> and then we all said, right, let's get let's go out, fucking go and get a tattoo, because the kangaroo tours used to get a tattoo, and so everyone said, yeah, let's go get a tat. So got in a fucking, who's coming? Who's coming? Let's get on a get in a taxi. So me and Darren Britt got in a taxi, and we get to this tattoo joint, and there's only me, Britty, and then the cab comes, and it's Hindy. It's only three of us. Oh, really? Everyone yeah. else bailed on it? Everyone's bailed. Jesus So Christ. we're the only three to get a tattoo. Of You'd be hard-pressed to stop a leaguey from getting a tat these days. Oh, no, that's 100%. what I was thinking. What'd you get? Just a tattoo on our ass just says World Carpets rank. I think I've actually seen that on Heine's ass yeah, before Yeah, it's somewhere. dog shit. Yeah, like very like word, like Comic Sans. MS. Just says World Cup, that's World it. Cup champions. I was going to say. You thought. World Cup champions. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking shit. Um, how was the grand final celebrations? Well, we're winning the grand final more than celebration. Like, I guess, you know. There's obviously the ripping and tearing yarns, but like the, the the goals to win a grand final. Yeah, no, it was good because I was lead. That was my last year. Mm. You knew, so you knew you were leaving. It was yeah, I'd signed mid midway, so it was like I was going to South. South just got back in the comp, so I knew I wasn't. We weren't going to sort of compete for. A, yeah, this was your last shot. At yeah, glory. so it was more relief at the end. You know, you build yourself up, Colin, because you imagine, you imagine this day would happen. From the first moment you play, mm. not so much an NRL grand final, but you want to win. Mm. And I, I, yeah, it was just a, it was a pretty magical run. We won ten in a row. So going into that game, I was pretty confident we were going to win. Yeah. And who'd you beat in the Warriors? Warriors, yeah. That's also no disrespect to the Warriors. I know they were good that year, but even like in 2011 when Manly made the grand final against the Warriors, as soon as the Warriors made the grand final, I was like, we've won the comp. <laughs> I know that's as soon as they beat the storm, you're like, oh, it's all yeah, over. Yeah, no, it's all over. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is all good. Yeah. I don't know if that's disrespecting the Warriors too much, but did you feel more confident that it was the Warriors? Um, was there anyone else in that? I mean, I'm sure there was other. Cronulla good teams. were pretty good that year. Um, Dragons were always strong. Brisbane, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the Warriors that year, they had, like, obviously Stacey Jones was, was ripping. But they had Ali Lawatiti. They had mm. all these big back rowers who could pass the ball. Like, I, I reckon. I, I don't know the research of it all, but I, I reckon that that was the the phenomenon of those kids coming through the basketball era. You know, 
the MJ. So when they were kids, they, they were playing were, basketball. So they yeah, had, right. we'd never they had seen hands. that. We'd never seen that skill of like Jeremy um, Jeremiah Nenai now apparently is a basketball freak. Right. And you can sort of tell, you know, the way he handles the ball yeah. and stuff. And I think Ola Kawatu actually yeah, was a basketball yeah. guy before he was even. So like these, footy. but they had a team full of talented, big, fast men. Mm. And it was just, you know, you're always wary, especially with Stacey as well. Yeah. So they had that mix of big, powerful running, but they also had the, the quite the skillful. And then who was it in the game that did someone iron out Freddie? Villa Santi. Villa Santi off. Uh, Freddie went for a kick, got charged down, grabbed the ball, and was just sitting there like that. And Villa Santi legally wouldn't would not legally now mm. went in for attack and led with his head, split Freddie. That's right. And then that turned the and game. He just taped him out. Taped him up. Freddie was frothing. Yeah. Mozza took his head off. Mozza took um, Adrian Morley. Adrian Morley went back in. Yeah, and just said, right, it's on, and <laughs> the game was over. So, because, like, Adrian Morley seems like someone who'd be very, like, it'd be comforting to have a psycho like him on oh, his side, where it's like, he's going to take it to whoever. Like, if, you, if anyone tries to get it over you, he's just going to fuck them up. He's the best. Like, defending next to him, you could see the players look up and go, oh, no, 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 and they go the other way. Mm. Like, I've ne- I'd never experienced that yeah. playing a game of, of footy, but I saw it three or four times. I'm not going to name who the players are. Different clubs, mm. and they'll go, yeah, my ball, and they look up and go, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, you know, I'd be next to them going, yeah, you fucking dog. Fucking <laughs> 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 good on your mods. <laughs> they shot on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I was scared I just, of running at you, mate. I did, I no, like, no, I just stick next to mods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was it icing the game with the last try? Yeah, that was epic. Yeah, loved it. That was epic, 28 to 1. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, the game was over, obviously, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was. It was it, when you put it to bed. Though. It was when the whole, like, the, the, we got a great photo of all of us just on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. So it was more of relief that we'd won the game, and because uh, Mullows was retiring, Simon Benetti was retiring. Um, who else was leaving? Someone else was, or oh, Chad Robbo. And so it was, um, you know, a special group of blokes had been there for a long time, mm. and we were. So you'd all lost in two, like most of that two thousand, two thousand, yeah, 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 against that Broncos side, which was just. Fairly stacked. Well, that was the unlimited interchange era, which is fucking bizarre. So they made sixty-four changes that get that day. Holy shit! Sixty-four. That's see. That's Shane like Webke. I was just young, too young to realize what? that there was unlimited interchanges ever. Shane Webke off the kickoff because he broke his arm a couple of weeks before, so there was rumors he wasn't going to play. Off the kickoff, ran in, replaced. Unlimited interchange. What was the thought behind? Who fucking knows? That is insane. Who fucking unlimited? How many changes did the Chooks make? I think we made about 20-odd. And they made 64. 64. Yeah. Just wow. running constantly. Yeah. But it's funny how you just get used to it. As in, it, like, the rule being the rule. The rule being the rule. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, got, got yeah, on with yeah, it. yeah. But unlimited interchange. I bizarre. wonder if there's any we'll look back on. Is there any now you reckon we'll look back on? Rules that are just, like, fucking ridiculous? Um, well, they're going to have to change this fucking escorting rule. Oh. Like... <laughs> Isn't it just simple? But if I'm escorting and if I'm just looking at the ball and don't look over my shoulder, I'm then not escorting because yeah. I don't know where you are. No. If I no. run India, it's like when you're in a in a in a traffic and if a car runs up your ass, it's their fault. Yes. Exactly right. It's their fault. So if I'm looking at the ball, obviously doing that and I, I understand that's escorting, but if you're like the Tigers kid on the weekend, I mean, that was mm. fucking... That was a shit show, that wasn't was it? That was red-eye. That was an absolute shit show. Considering Klein, who refereed Origin yeah. not two weeks ago, how doesn't he fucking know the rules? Well, that's what we were saying today, earlier on our podcast, with it. It seems strange to me that someone so experienced, experienced enough to do Origin doesn't know that rule. No. But is it that he doesn't know the rule or is it a pressure situation where he thinks like that to him was an escort? Or it's like, you know, you see those moments where you go, you hear Gus always does it in commentary where he's like, oh, he's going to give this. Or like you can see the pressure. Yeah. Like they keep looking at it and you're mm. like, fuck, you can yeah, see you can the pressure. Yeah, you can talk yourself into it. You can see him wigging out and going... They're almost thinking about the headlines before and they don't realise that the headline's actually going to be the fucking decision they're yeah. making. Now, I reckon, but, like, they're in there by themselves. Surely they, they've got to have... If you're, if it is a contentious issue, they can ring someone, like Ennisley, for example. Because Ennisley has turned around a day later and go, got it wrong. 
Sorry, yeah. you, got, you got the call wrong. He's got the toughest fucking job. Oh, I don't know if Graham's putting his hand up for like a phone or a friend role. You know, no, but I think someone's got to be but there I understand. now. Like why, if, he got, if you knew it 24 hours later it was wrong, surely someone knows 24 Don't we hours. then have the problem of going, well, now what if the guy we call fucks it up? Then who's he calling? Yeah, then he's fucked. Well, you maybe, know maybe it is Graham. Because Graham keeps saying. It just the buck stops with Graham. Buck stops with Graham. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to take the call. No, it's a shit show. Um, the the old league, all the old commentators and analysis and stuff, they all seem to get it right. Maybe. I feel like most people you rarely like is see. There, a is there ex players in the bo- is the, they, in the they tried that? They did try that. Luke Patton, I think, was in there for yeah, a minute. Yeah, Ben Galeer was there. Um, they did try that, but they changed that for some reason. I don't fucking know. But I understand the bunker has stopped those howlers. And that's what it's for. Mm. But then, except in, like they also it, seem to fuck up. They seem to well. fuck up a whole lot. Yeah, it it would have been inter- interesting if it was like a semi final or something, or a final, or a final. That Dude, would have... what the hell happens there? They, they, uh, well, the Tigers are talking about suing the NRL. Like, oh, that's so good. Ryan's <laughs> <laughs> lawyers. That's just marketing one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, hey, boys. Just fuck good. these suckers. I need. Mean, yeah, we I all need some more clients. We yeah. need some more coin. Ryan's <laughs> are a sponsor. Yeah. Get him in there. <laughs> the NRL. It was. I feel. I do feel sorry for the poor. I time, was. Though. Um, I was reading online there that, like Matty Johns and all the boys. I don't know if it's fair income or not, but they they blame you and your hand grenade ce- hand grenade celebration for mm. the Queensland dynasty. What do you say? Well, they to those won. Boys? Yeah, they went on eight in a row. They had a fair side though. Yeah, they did. We won three after that. So two thousand was the infamous hand grenade. Mm. Oh, so they're trying to they're trying to retrospectively they scapegoating you. you. Apparently, apparently, I heard that when Wayne took over, he put him in the camp and he said, "Boys, watch this. Look at this fucking idiot." Uh, <laughs> fair enough. But we did put fifty on him. It was part of the footy show. Yeah, it was all that uh, try celebration. Shit, Ooh, yeah, entertaining. Yeah. yeah, it was a fucking. Beauty. You put fifty on him. I mean, you put you swept on him. him. Swept. Ta da! Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Stiff shit. And it was a good celebration. It was a good celebration. Was they excellent. did win eight in a row. So I do apologise to <laughs> yeah. the New South Wales I mean, I think we, but was we it blame... Was it? Fucking oath it was. Yeah, it was there worth it. There we go. Fucking oath it was worth it. We blame Brett Hodgson mainly for the eighth straight for throwing that pass that kicked it all off. Yeah, and... Well, Brett knows And getting, fuck, and getting ragged on and getting by Gordy. Ragged old. <laughs> Brett's origin career, unfortunately... <laughs> is Yeah, it's hallmarked <laughs> by two really unfortunate moments. Uh, he was a good player as well, but it's They just like, keep showing that, don't they? <laughs> Does Gordy love that? Does he bring that up off camera? Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. We nah. bring it up. Gordy gets a bit embarrassed by all that. The other night when we all dressed up as Gordon, we had like a shrine to Gordon. He was fucking like embarrassed. Really? He goes, oh, I don't need this. I said, mate, fuck. Embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. He goes, oh, you know, I don't think I deserve it. I said, fucking oath you do, Gordy. What was it for, though? Why was the... What retro was the, round. Oh, sorry, right, for retro round. So it was yeah. different periods of Gordon's life. <laughs> it, was him, it was him at the Dragons, him at the Broncos, him when he was a speed dealer, and me when <laughs> and I was playing him when he was in Mykonos. Oh, dude, that oh, video yeah, was from so the footage funny. of him in the Foot, beach. Just who sent you that video? Was someone with him? You know who posted it? Fisher. Oh, Fisher really? The DJ? The DJ? Yeah. yeah. So he just spotted Gordy. He was out in the town with him, and was filming him. And you know they must have been chatting away. And Gordon just went to the went for, for a dance. <laughs> Fuck, he can move the big man. He and it just, too bad. It, it just went it just, viral. Yeah. And then weren't so you good. like posting it every day? Wasn't every that day. Like your thing? You were posting I would it just, again? I'll just bring it up like it's a, it's in middle of June and I'm just coming out of the movies and I'd say something like, oh, I just went to the movies. Had the best Greek feed I've ever had. Speaking of Greece, uh, who remembers this? <laughs> <laughs> it had no context, but I just wanted to get it yeah. out there. Oh, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> Look, that's we didn't enough. touch on your glowing South career. Obviously, we didn't want to bring that up. That was all right. Spoons, yeah, spoons, spoons, spoons. How many tough. did you get? How many were we there? Two. Two spoons. But little known, uh, what people don't realise is we beat the Roosters in 2005 for the first time in about 11 years. Oh, okay. We won 13 to 12. Sticky was not impressed. No, because that must have been a good feeling. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Were you happy to go to the South? Like, were you uh, still that South fan? You know, like the kid in you? Yeah. Uh, well, I had a couple of other offers. So... Um, Basically, I was there was the dragons were keen and sharks were keen, but I just thought, yeah, South was sort of that Spiritual. helped, and the fact that it was across the road, yeah, it wasn't too far. And um, were you signed as the captain? 
Yes. Were you first year back? So was it first year back you were in yes. there? Yes. No, no, no. 2002 they were back in. Okay. 2003. You were in there and signed a skipper. Signed a skipper. What's Rusty like? Rusty is good. Bit different. Yeah. A bit different. Actor different? Like, you well, know. you don't know whether he's acting when you're talking to him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've met actors. We've met we've, some. We've, yeah. 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 You don't know whether they're putting it on. That's a good point. Right. We, we've got a mate who's an actor, but we knew him before he was an actor, so it's like we can probably tell. But, yeah, if you're just meeting someone who's yeah. like... And he hadn't, he didn't own the club. He was just a fan. Oh, okay. So the day so we beat the Chooks, yet. he had in the room, um, every every player got a bottle of Henschke. Like, at the time, it was 1100 bucks. Jesus. Like red wine. Henschke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, yeah. it was awesome. Would he be at most games? Like, would he come into the no, change in most no, games? No, 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 no. Just the big no. ones. Because he was obviously... Working overseas, yeah, yeah this like glad that's like post gladiator, yeah, right. yeah part of his career days. Yeah. Beautiful mind, Cinderella man. That was all. Yeah, that was that was him like just killing yeah. it. Actually, it's funny. My daughter is turning eighteen on the fifth of August, and she was born um, when Russell basically was was around, and she was she would have been a year. Yeah, she was a year old when we got the the wine, and we, we're going to have it next week. So oh, I really? Get to drink the. Oh, I that's get to nice. drink. So you've still got it? We've still got it, yeah. Oh, I haven't drunk it. Oh, wow. Because I said oh, I'll drink it when Scarlett's 18. So she's 18th on the 5th of August. There you Just go. Me. There you go. Thank yeah. you very much. My pleasure, boys. Really Thanks, appreciated mate. it. Um, and yeah, we're, uh, we're all SEN family now. So yeah, I know. We we're in there and we'll see, see, the, brothers. Christ- see the Christmas party. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, we'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Fucking we will. Beautiful. 100%. Thanks, mate. Good on you, boys. Could you two just not talk anymore?